0: Today, we're taking all the fat out of our show.
1: Well, who are you going to get to (laughs) co-host? I'm here all week. Remember to tip your waiters.
0: I'm Duff. I'm Carrie. And this is Fad-Tabulous. Hello and welcome to Fad-Tabulous, a show where we review trends, fads, and crazes and give our verdicts. How are you, Carrie? I am well. How are you? I am good. I just got back from a walk, you know, trying to keep my weight in check.
1: Mm. How's that going for you?
0: Yeah, it's doing all right. I'm just eating healthier and not uh, picking out as much and, uh, you know, just walking all the time.
1: And whenever I would lose weight when I was younger, you know, the big thing was, oh, if you turn around, you'll find it, which I never thought was very funny at all. It was true, just not funny.
0: Now, something that is funny is what we're going to be talking about today, which is diet fads.
1: Oh, there's a million
0: of them. Yes, and we took all of them, we put them in a salad spinner, and we pulled out the best of the best to share with you today. Let's start off with our first pick.
1: No vegetables on the ferry! One cabbage slug could destroy the entire ecosystem of basin Oh my god!
0: Let's talk about our first one on the list, Cabbage Soup. Mm -mm -mm. Cabbage Soup is known by such names like the Sacred Heart Diet, Military Cabbage Soup Diet, the TJ Miracle Soup Diet, no relation to TJ from Pints and Puzzles, a podcast that we like here on the show, and the Russian Peasant Diet. Man, a lot of names just for eating cabbage soup. This radical weight loss diet that consists of eating, finger quotes here, as much cabbage soup over the period of a week is uh, guaranteed to lose about 10 pounds or 4.5 kilograms for our international listeners. What do you think about this cabbage soup?
1: If it puts corned beef in there, I could probably do it.
0: Yeah, you and me both. Nutrition gurus around the world claim it's impossible to lose that much fat in the given time, however, stating that most all of the weight lost would be water. Carrie, I bet you're asking yourself, where did this tasty diet come from?
1: I'm guessing a cabbage farmer.
0: (laughs) One would guess, but actually it's unknown for the most part. But it did first spring up in the late 1980s as fax lore. Fax lore is kind of like folklore, except it's spread like wildfire, over a fax machine. Because that's right, we're talking about a pre-internet
1: society. Yeah, we were heathens back then.
0: Oh, I don't know how we made
1: fire. <laughs> we flicked a bit. <laughs> the, medical, the
0: medical community is largely critical of this diet for a few reasons. Uh, of course, as we said earlier, most of the weight lost is water, therefore not a real permanent solution. Kind of like you were saying earlier, if you turn around, you'll find it. Mm -hmm. Here's another one. The average recipe for cabbage soup contains insane amounts of sodium, a.k.a. salt, to make it palatable. Carrie, you have any uh,
1: information about this uh, cabbage soup diet? I would say that cabbage probably doesn't give you much in the way of nutritional content.
0: Nope, no protein
1: found there. And typically, the calorie intake while on this diet is not safe for long-term consumption because it's much lower than what you should be getting on a day-to-day.
0: Yeah, you should get at least, I'm guessing, 2,000 calories. And uh, more importantly than anything else uh, that we've talked about, this this diet kind of makes you fart, people. I I don't know about you. I just don't want to (laughs) fart.
1: Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, You'd probably be better off just drinking water.
0: As a matter of fact, that's a great idea.
1: Infused water
0: with cucumber and mint and lemon, it's, it's great. Unlike this diet, which I think is incredibly not fad I
1: would definitely agree. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Sure, let's move on to Atkins.
0: I tried that Atkins diet. They say, oh, after a week, you won't have any carb cravings. No! After a week, I was hallucinating!
1: <laughs> We've all heard Atkins... I'm sure in one way, shape, or another. Oh, yes. I have a story about this one. The Atkins diet, otherwise known as the Atkins nutritional approach, was developed by Robert Atkins in 1963. It didn't gain mass popularity until around 2003. The diet restricted net carbs. Mm, Don't know what that is. Let's find out. (laughs) Which are calculated by digestible carbohydrate grams that affect blood sugar, less fiber grams. See, I already don't like this diet cause you have to do too much math.
0: Yeah, mathing is not a good thing.
1: You know how the saying goes, everything is good in moderation? Oh, yeah. Well, people loved to forget that fact and ate an unlimited supply of fatty meats and cheeses. Why would they do that?
0: Uh, because they thought they could get away with it. it. The Atkins diet back in the early aughts gave people a license to basically binge on whatever the heck they wanted to. I had a member of my family that was on Atkins and holy cow, he was eating eggs and cheese and steak and like no vegetables, no salads because they were high
1: in carb. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's healthy food. Eat that. I bet going in the bathroom after that person was just wonderful.
0: Uh, I, I uh, Luckily, I didn't have to worry about that. He wasn't that close. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, although many believe that Robert Atkins died of a heart attack made worse by his own diet, he actually died of blunt impact injury to his head.
0: L- let's not get you confused, though. He did have a history of heart problems because of this diet or just because... Genetics, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's hard to say. Atkins Nutritionals filed for bankruptcy in 2005, citing losses of over $340 million. That is a lot of money. Yeah,
0: that's a huge amount of money. That did not stop them, however, from coming back from the dead in 2006, less than a year later, to sell us packaged low-carb snacks. Mmm, mm Yeah,
1: that doesn't sound appetizing at all. No.
0: Now, as a matter of fact, I don't know, this might be just the psychic vibes talking, but I can't see us voting any of these fad-tabulous. I don't know, though. There's not much really left to say about Adkins. Have you ever tried the Adkins diet?
1: No, can't say that I have.
0: I, I do want to lose weight. I do want to be healthy. But even me as a young Gen Xer saw right through this. You're not allowed to just binge on whatever you want and lose weight. It's not healthy, so I'm not going to give it a fat tabulous.
1: I would have to agree. Anytime something is telling you to eat your weight in meat and fat and cheese, you're not going to lose weight.
0: Now, let's not speak ill of the dead. In later revisions of the Atkins handbook, you were actually told not to binge but uh, in the original one, it was promoted. So shame on you, Robert. All right. Well, all of this talking of dieting sure has made me hungry. I think
1: Carrie and I are going to go grab a steak. Hold the taters.
0: And the veggies. And bread. Hey, guys, it's TJ. I know you're enjoying the wonderful content the Rogue Intel Podcast Network provides you. We really couldn't do this without the support of you, our wonderful listeners. One of the best ways you can say thank you also happens to be one of the easiest ways. Just go to com slash Amazon and do your Amazon shopping as you normally would. It won't cost you anything, and you'll be supporting your favorite podcast network. That's R-O-G-U-E-I-N-T-E-L dot com slash Amazon. Here at the Prime Podcast, we're dedicated about broadcasting professionalism. Like, really dedicated. Real quick, I know TJ's had to pee for quite a while. Do you need to take a break? Dude, I'm good. <laughs> Are you sure? So you pissed in your mason jar, is that what you're saying? Just keep going with the show. <laughs> been Don't been you worry while. about where the bathroom oh, breaks so. I love your dedication. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes for the sake of the show, man. Listen more at theprimepod.com. Hey, Carrie. Yes? Remember that guy I told you about in my family that did the Atkins? Yes. Well, after having a heart attack, (laughs) Mm. he moved on to juicing. And, man, let me tell you, it was great. Made some great juice. A lot of weird stuff you didn't think you could juice, like, you know, sweet potatoes. uh, Ended up doing it. it It was good, and he did lose a lot of weight off of it. And then he said, ah, forget about this. I'm going back to it. Hey, you want my juicer? He gave me and my girl some juicing power. And, uh, well, I got it home just to find out that, oh, yeah, that's right. He smokes three packs a day. And, uh, well, we later just tossed the juicer because, uh, well, it reeked like smoke and we couldn't get the tar stains out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, this is my family. But that's not what this show is about. This show is about fads. So let's get on with the next one, juicing. We want to juice bag. What began by squeezing fruit by hand... Into what we now have, which is wide-scale extraction with industrial equipment, juicing is generally the preferred method for consuming large amounts of produce quickly. You know, for people who don't have time to actually eat a salad, put that stuff in a juicer! Now, this is different than buying juice in the supermarket because it focuses on fresh, pressed fruits and vegetables. Residential juicing is often practiced for dietary reasons, which, well, no kidding... Uh, Juicing may not be the best way to extract all the nutritional value from fruits and vegetables. Smoothies, which are the blending of fruit into uh, the juice, leave pulp, therefore fiber and lots of other good stuff. And, of course, seeds into the drink and uh, leads to better nutrition. I like juicing. I I like fresh juices. I have made juices. Now, naturally, not from the original juicer that we got, uh, but a a later model that we picked up along the road. I don't know that it's a substitute for eating a well-balanced meal, but it sure is a tasty substitute.
1: Well, Harvard did a study that showed there's an increased risk of type 2 diabetes when juiced fruits were consumed compared to consuming whole fruits because you're getting all that even though it's natural sugar it's still sugar
0: yeah which is why it's better to add in a lot of cucumbers and uh root vegetables like uh sweet potatoes and uh beets and things like that
1: i like carrot
0: i love carrots in juice but takes a toll on the blade
1: it's worth it
0: <laughs> another thing is childhood obesity The American Journal of Public Health proposed that the U.S. eliminate 100% fruit juices since it has been linked to childhood obesity and whole fruits should be substituted. I am totally game for that one.
1: It depends on the
0: fruit. I mean, I went to school and there was a soda machine in our hallway.
1: Well, they changed that. Us older people, the soda machine was typically locked in the teacher's lounge. You were stuck with milk.
0: Mm, it does a body good.
1: hmm all those hormones, but that's <laughs> yeah. a whole other story.
0: Speaking of hormones, the American Cancer Society says there is no convincing scientific evidence that extracted fruits are healthier than whole foods. So this one pretty much gets debunked. Again, it's a tasty substitute, and it's a lot better for you than Coca-Cola or the new Pepsi generation, but it does not give you that whole well balanced meal.
1: It helps though if you don't really have the time to worry about well I need to pack, you know, all these fruits and vegetables with me while I'm going to school or going to work or if you have a child who might be picky and not like a lot of vegetables or fruits, but yet will drink it because it's a drink. Yeah. You would just need to limit it or make more of a smoothie out of it keeping more of the actual food in the drink yeah
0: yeah going back to my family lineage my mom actually uses a vitamix blender and uh, she does seeds and whole fruits and vegetables and she does all of it and because she's not juicing it she actually gets a lot more of that fiber and now she uses a really big like 32 ounces on up to go mug and she blends everything into it and just goes to work and she uses that instead of coffee or uh, snacking in the morning, or eating cereal bars, or anything like that. And uh, she she says it does help her uh, curb the appetite. So that's good. I'm not saying that there isn't any purpose to this. There's definitely a purpose. I just don't think it should be a diet. I think it should be more an addendum to your normal eating plan. I agree. So, bad tabulous or No. No. If it wasn't a diet episode, I think I would give it the tabulous branding. But uh, for this diet episode, I'm going to also agree with you.
1: You gotta stay away from the gluten. The gluten is gonna make you die. Everybody is eating the gluten. And then they're feeling very sick. Well, now we're going old school. And by old school, I mean paleo.
0: Now, tell me, what is paleo?
1: It is a diet based on types of foods that presumably we would have eaten when we were just learning to walk upright. (laughs) Okay. So it's mainly consisting of meat, fish, vegetables, fruit, nuts, anything that you could essentially either pick up off the ground or stab with a pointy stick. That's what this diet is, literally.
0: So, raw foods.
1: Yes, it doesn't include any dairy, no grain products, no processed foods.
0: Gosh, that would be hard for me not to do.
1: Well, it's hard for anybody. Yeah. There is some evidence that following this diet may lead to some improvements in body composition and metabolic effects as compared to the typical Western diet, which is processed. Meat and taters. Meat and taters, which is mmm, mmm.
0: But, (laughs) well, you know, the way my girl makes her potatoes, mm, 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 (laughs) I do like my potatoes. Uh, She she does this uh, sweet potato that is just to die for. And uh, she doesn't like sweet potatoes, but she does it just for me. And I love her for it.
1: Mm, You should.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what is the tie in between the Paleolithic diet and the gluten free diet? I've heard those mentioned in the same conversations.
1: Quite simply, it's the fact that gluten-free, you can drink milk, and paleo, you can't. You know, neither one of them do processed food. They both, well, paleo will not do grain at all, whereas gluten, they will try and do some sort of processed, gluten-free sort of equivalent.
0: Okay, all right. So that uh, does help me out a bit.
1: But following the paleo diet can lead to an inadequate calcium intake and a risk of toxins from high fish consumption.
0: Yeah, you got to worry about that mercury poisoning.
1: Yeah, definitely. That and our digestive tracts and the way that our bodies process food has changed a lot from when we were first learning to walk upright. So following a paleo diet isn't necessarily the best thing for you anyway.
0: Unless you've got celiac's disease, right?
1: Well, then you want to go gluten-free.
0: Okay. I, I don't know much about celiac's disease, but uh, I, I've heard that, you know, it's gluten-free or, or bust.
1: Right, because it's your small intestine is not capable of dealing with everything that's all the different proteins that are found in wheat and related grains. It'll actually kill off your lower intestine. Mm,
0: that's not good at all. No. That is not fantabulous.
1: Definitely not.
0: So what if you want to live healthier? Is paleo or gluten-free, as a strict sense, a-, a good opportunity?
1: It depends. I mean, if you have a disorder like celiac disease, you almost have to be gluten-free. Okay. Or you're going to slowly kill yourself. But if you're dealing with, oh, it's just a, oh, Miley Cyrus is gluten-free. I don't want to be gluten-free. <laughs> is she really? Yeah, she's one of the big proponents for being gluten-free, and a lot of athletes do the same thing. Well, it might be more healthier,
0: but it doesn't mean it's uh, the be-all, end-all answer to losing weight and being
1: fit. Well, no, because you're going to lose out on some vitamins, minerals, fiber. Uh, a lot of the stuff that is processed to be gluten-free can be higher in fat and calories, trans fats salt so it's not you're not necessarily doing yourself a favor by seeking out nothing but gluten-free items
0: yeah and anywhere you see trans fats just walk the other direction
1: oh exactly
0: trans fats are not good not all fats are bad but trans fats are definitely bad
1: well that and gluten-free will make you stick your tongue out like miley cyrus and who wants that (laughs) oh
0: carrie I love doing a show with you. So, uh, fad-tabulous? No. All right. See, here's where we differ. I will give it a fad-tabulous, providing that it's used with a little bit of common sense.
1: But that's the problem.
0: No, I, I know it's the problem. No one knows what common sense is these days. Oh, the world we live in. Yep. Yeah. So because we lack in common sense as a society, I will agree with you. If people would use it responsibly, just like with any of these things, I, I would be more inclined to give it a fat-tabulous rating here on our fabulous show. But, uh, well, we know America, so uh, yeah, it doesn't get the badge from me. Well, just like I had thought, no fat tabulous ratings on this episode. But alas, we still have some good stuff to talk about. Melt-a. 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 This one is an iTunes review of our show. It was written by Braddock Churchill. And uh, they said, this show alternates between making me feel nostalgic and making me remember all those embarrassing times when I showed up to the first day of school, rocking the previous year's fads so hard, only to find out that I joined the trend several months too late. Now I just skip my first day of each job I get. Ooh that's probably not a great idea if you want to keep that job but thank you anyway for rating our podcast on itunes if you want to do that look us up on itunes and uh give us that review carrie isn't braddock such a nice guy for reviewing our show
1: definitely
0: what do we got going on for trivia today
1: all right to keep with the whole diet topic Your question is, the cotton ball diet involves... Wait, the what? ...cotton ball diet.
0: All righty.
1: A, eating only rabbit food, B, consuming only white foods, C, downing cotton balls soaked in orange juice, or D, eating nothing that weighs more than a cotton ball.
0: Oh, gosh. I have no idea. I've never heard of the cotton ball diet. Um... And I can't imagine any white foods would be really healthy. I'm going to go out on a limb because I remember the fact that we are in America. So I'm going to say this is an American tradition and it's downing cotton balls soaked in orange juice.
1: Then you would be correct, sir.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: No, this was reported on by ABC News back in November of 2013. Uh, The cotton ball diet involved consuming cotton balls dipped in liquids such as juices or smoothies. The cotton is intended to make a person's stomach feel full without them gaining weight. The cotton balls can, though, cause blockages in the digestive system, which could result in dehydration, death of the gastrointestinal tract, and damage to internal organs.
0: Okay, so the TLDR understanding of this would be, uh, don't do this.
1: (laughs) well you know unless you want to lose weight by having a large portion of your gi tract removed and uh, i'll
0: pass on that one
1: okay well i was trying to help you out all
0: right well that's all for our show today what's going on next week on the episode
1: next week we'll be shaking a tail feather
0: you've been listening to fad tabulous a proud member of the rogue podcast family Head over to fadtabulous.com to subscribe and interact and head over to rogueintel.com slash Amazon to support our network every time you shop. Fadtabulous was created by Amy Domestico in cooperation with Rogue Intel. This podcast was recorded in front of a live canine audience.